Now, coming up in the 7 o'clock hour of the show, we're going to be speaking with the President and CEO of BC Ferries about all the travel people are going to be doing, and hopefully they got their website fixed, because boy, did it crash yesterday. Vaughn Palmer joins us now from the Vancouver Sun. Vaughn, I guess that's a sign that everybody's ready to get out of town. Yeah, the first sign that uh, <laughs> the economy is opening up as the BC Ferries website crashed. I'm here to tell you <laughs> that... Uh, Okay, uh, we were trying to make a booking on the ferries. I know I'm the pessimist, but uh, yes, uh, we, were, we haven't seen our daughter in a year, and we were making a booking for August, and the system was down. But uh, my Wait, you're, you're diligent, leaving? relentless spouse, Dale, <laughs> managed to make a booking when the system came up shortly before midnight last night. So that's wow. what it took to get on. I'm just glad to hear you're getting out of the basement. Yeah, and hey, by the way, you want to know what I remember about the Stanley yeah, Cup, Ryan? Yeah, I because do. You know I'm not a big hockey fan, but what I remember is that no one was surprised. You know, yeah. it, it, before that, and I remember talking to colleagues in our business, and news organizations knew that uh, there was a chunk of Vancouver Canucks fans who were sore losers. They couldn't handle the possibility of losing. And I know a lot of news organizations had their best reporters on hold, right? At the ready, not to cover the Canucks winning the cup, but to cover what might happen if they didn't. Yeah. I, I really remember the, that, you know, people went, yeah, well, that's how Vancouver reacts to losing. Uh, they I can't think, handle it. I think that also was why people were so angry at the city of Vancouver yeah. and the police department, because it was like, if we kind of felt this was going to happen, how did you not know this was going to happen? Yeah, and we had a new premier who knew then, uh, Christy Clark, who'd, you know, been surfing the wave of Canucks fandom, right? Uh, remember the yes. page of the newspapers, Jersey Girl, and... and and her problem was that, you know, the backlash over the team, she had to demonstrate that, you know, she was appalled and going to do something about it. So we had a, they threw the book at a lot of the protesters, right? And and it was interesting hearing you say this morning with Gord that, you know, people behave differently in mobs. Yeah. Then they, they do stuff in mobs that they would never do. They claim, right? That's yeah, what they well, claim. Oh, yeah, I would never you know, do that, and I then mean, something I've happens. I've never been and... in a mob, so I don't know how <laughs> I would behave. But um, it, it, I, it was a really interesting experience, the whole thing. Uh, and encouraging that the shame still lingers, because I think it does. But really, it wasn't entirely a surprise. Um, maybe True. it was a surprise that people thought that for once in their long history, the Canucks were infallible. But, you know, I'm, I'm from the, uh, the late Neil McRae school of Vancouver Canuck watchers, um, which is they always figure out how to lose. But there you go. Yeah. No, don't Not phone true. Simi if you object to that <laughs> comment. Send me a note. <laughs> yeah, send Vaughn a note. Uh, let's talk about the announcement yesterday. As of today, we are in, uh, you know, stage two. We are moving forward. But there's still some, you know, some clouds out there on the horizon we have to keep an eye on. Sure there is. And, you know, the, 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 the caution comes from Dr. Bonnie Henry. She gets asked yesterday about the Delta variant, which is the one that's wreaking havoc in the U.K., and she says a couple of things about that. She says, first of all, here in BC, we now test every case, every case to see what kind of a variant it is. So we know what we're dealing with in terms of variants, and we're dealing with the threat of spread. The, one, the Delta variant is more communicable, more transmissible, so we're watching it. We don't have a lot of cases yet, but 
yes, we could get cases. The other thing she said was the difference between here and the UK so far is that in the UK, it is being spread through younger people who aren't vaccinated. We're, it's encouraging here in British Columbia that younger people are getting themselves vaccinated. Now, you need both shots to be really safe, but we are ahead of the UK on the curve in getting younger people vaccinated. Having said both those things, Simi, Dr. Bonnie Henry said, well, yes, uh, we may have to slow down our reopening if we mm-hmm. start to get transmission. She doesn't think that we will have to reverse direction, but she did say, you know, it's up to us to some degree uh, that we behave ourselves and don't get ahead of ourselves, as I would argue we've done in the past. So everybody be cautious. Okay, so we're keeping an eye on that. Let's also talk about the Premier kind of in a tight spot yesterday, getting lots of criticism for this Alaska cruise ship situation. Yeah, you know, um, John Hargan has handled many things well in his time in office, and I think that's why he has such a high rating in the opinion polls. But his handling on this cruise ship industry, you really question his recklessness, uh, his carelessness. So he's asked about this latest piece of legislation that, tabled in the U.S., Senator from Utah, Mike Lee, uh, would make the exemption from having to stop in ports in British Columbia for ships on the Alaska run. They wouldn't have to stop. Make it permanent. It's temporary right now, the exemption. They don't have to stop in B.C. ports. They can run from Seattle to Alaska for this summer, and they will. Lee brings in a bill saying, oh, we don't need this. We don't need this requirement. It only benefits the Canadians. Well, what's Horgan's reaction to this? You know, he dismissed the earlier legislation, said it was a blip and had no chance of passing. You'd think he might have picked up some humility, given how wrong he was. Not a chance. Um, And he can't even be bothered to get his facts straight. That's what really stood out to me. Mm-hmm. He, he calls the senator from Utah the junior senator. Actually, Senator Lee is the senior senator from Utah. It's a minor detail, except you want, you'd think if you're going to insult the guy, get Do your facts right. straight. You've had Ian Robertson on the show. He's the CEO of the Victoria Harbor Authority. Robertson says we shouldn't in British Columbia take it for granted that the cruise ships will continue to stop in Victoria. He says we could do more to deal with this threat. Horgan gets asked about that, and he says, well, you know, Ian Robertson's a federal appointee. If he's worried about the cruise ship, he says this in the legislature, if he's worried about the threat to Victoria's cruise ship industry, yeah, yeah, he should phone up the guys who appointed him in Ottawa and complain to them. Well, the Victoria Harbor Authority is not a federal harbor authority. It hasn't been since Ottawa unloaded it 20 years ago. Really? The Victoria Harbor Authority is locally controlled with a local board of directors, local councillors, mayors, appointees, um, local business community fighting to preserve this thing that is critical to Victoria's economy base for NDP members. All the members in this region are New Democrats, except for the Green. And the Premier, instead of showing some sympathy and fighting for them, attacks the guy who's saying, hey, folks, this is a serious threat to Victoria's economy. And the premier goes, if you're worried about it, talk to your masters in Ottawa. It really is. It's a sign to me that 
the vice of governments, Simi, of all the ones I've ever covered, is they partly defeat themselves through arrogance and overconfidence. True. Sometimes it takes 10 years. Sometimes it takes four years. I, I look at Horgan on this file and I go, why is he being so unpremier-like? Why isn't he showing the kind of judgment and restraint that he's shown on a number of other files? Yeah, I don't understand that because, you know, in talking to Ian Robertson a couple times, he's been pretty fair towards the provincial government. He's been careful about what he, say, yep. he says. He hasn't come out and slammed them. And, he, and if there's positive things, he says positive things. So I, I feel like this is a bit unfair. Yeah. I think the polling numbers are going to Premier's head. And, you know, we saw that with Christy Clark. She lost her legislative majority because she didn't think she could lose that election. Uh, We saw Vilders Van Der Zandt destroyed the Social Credit Party in under four years. Well, Horgan has already governed a long time. And as I say, his polling numbers are very good. But, you know, as I say, uh, politicians um, defeat themselves in the long run. It isn't really the opposition or critics or anything. And oh, this is just one case, right? You can point to correctly, I think, a number of issues like management of the economy and budget, credit rating, uh, the pandemic, where Horgan has generally done very well. So this is just an isolated case. You know, mark it down. In a couple of years, if Horgan's in political trouble, you go back and say, okay, well, there, there, there is the it, seeds yeah. of his defeat. If he gets over it and starts handling it better, you say, yeah, the guy is capable of paying attention, learning his lesson on handling things better going forward. You're right. Pivotal moment. Uh, thank you for that, Vaughn. Thanks, Simi. Bye-bye.